Welcome to Enduring Wisdom, the podcast companion you didn't know you were searching for. Together, we will practice how to identify and break down barriers standing in the way of our highest expression of authenticity and come out the other side by going through and through. The way out is through. Here is your host, Romeo Jesus Balayan. In a continuation of mental health awareness, we will be discussing a few situations that can contribute to depressive thoughts. Our next topic is victim mindset. Regardless if you currently have a victim mindset or have had a victim mindset, I assure you that this episode is not to shame you or cause you harm in any way, shape, or form. I too once had a victim mindset. And so I offer you what I have learned moving through it, and hope that you are able to see if you connect to the information you're about to receive in any way so that you might be able to make an informed decision if you would rather continue this mindset or improve it by changing it or removing yourself from it. So what is a victim mindset? A victim mindset is when an individual tends to see themselves as a victim of the negative thoughts, words, or actions of others and behave as if this were the case, even when evidence doesn't support this belief system. In many instances, life is happening to the people who choose to operate in the victim mindset. People operating out of a victim mindset, in many instances, might feel that life is happening for them, for their greater good, or that there is something that they must learn in order to help them grow or evolve. Oftentimes, people operating out of a victim mindset tend to see things as happening for a reason. They're more trusting of the process rather than being constantly victimized by the process. Again, I reiterate, none of this information is to shame you or make you feel less than if you are operating within the victim mindset. I am aware that hearing how one operates within the victim mindset in comparison to how someone operates outside of the victim mindset could produce feelings of lack, internal judgment, and even create situational depression. This is not the goal of this episode. I can assure you this. The goal is to simply highlight what it may look like living within this mindset in hopes that you might feel enough power to bring yourself out of it. But if you choose to remain in it, that's okay too. After all, this is your life and you are the one living it. You are also the one who has to bear any consequences that your choices bring you. I know when I was a long-term resident in the victim mindset, it was comfortable because I was so used to it. But in reality, it was extremely painful and burdensome and above all, tiring and extremely exhausting. Everything was extreme pain in that awareness, or lack thereof. And misery? Yeah. Misery was my best friend. I was reactive and explosive because I always felt attacked. That is the burden of living within the victim mindset. You feel hopeless and powerless. You dwell on the perceived negativity. And I emphasize perceived because everything is perception. You generate self-abuse and self-loathing in the victim mindset. You tend to remain stuck and frozen in the past. You blame the world and everyone in it for everything that has ever happened to you. 
You live in resentment because you always feel cheated by life or as if life is against you. And finally, you remain confused by your problems, meaning you treat them as your identity or as some form of testimony. But in this case, you only highlight the painful setbacks. Those are the only stories that you tell people, never bringing light to any of the triumphs that can often result from setbacks. This, guys, is victim mindset. Which leads me to my next point. You see, some people have been in pain for so long that they have actually become used to it. They have identified themselves with it. It is all they know and all they can talk about and often becomes all they can see because that is all they choose to give their focus and attention to. I once heard a speaker named Cy Rogers say, When people are starving, things that would normally taste bitter start to taste sweet. What he is saying is when you have been in a situation for too long that you would normally reject or normally wouldn't feel good, you start to become used to it. It becomes normal. It starts to taste sweet, even when it should be bitter to taste. An example is a man who may be homeless and hungry and digging through trash for food. He will not recognize a spoiled or rotten banana as such, but rather as a source of food and nourishment. He will savor every spoiled, bitter, and rotten bite because a spoiled, rotten banana is much better than no banana at all. And searching for any scrap of food has become his norm after years of homelessness and possibly hunger. Another example is a man starving for love will settle for abusive love, painful love, because his desire is companionship, love at all costs, even if it is just imitations of love from other broken, hurt, and unconscious beings. So ultimately, what he is saying is bad love is better than no love at all. Holding on to a painful situation is better than holding on to no situation at all. In this instance, no situation meaning the unknown, which might actually be better than the current reality he is creating and experiencing. One might question, why doesn't the homeless man just go and seek resources? Or the man starving for love simply practice self-love and change their trajectory. But sometimes, many outside factors at play can contribute to these scenarios, victim mindset being one of them. They may feel down on their luck, or undeserving of anything good and play into the narrative and settle for what they perceive as outside of their control. Many people operating within a victim mindset will not move from age-old painful stories because that is all they know. It has become so much a part of them that healing and happiness at that point and in that regard is unknown, scary, and uncharted territory. So they continue to hold on to what they know, even if it kills them, simply because they know it and have become familiar with it. The truth is, being a human means that every day when we wake up, we are going to consciously or unconsciously bump into another human being. We are going to spill our stuff all over them, and they are going to spill their stuff all over us. We are going to imprint onto them and they are going to imprint onto us. 
the way they bump into us, spill onto us, and imprint onto us may feel good or feel not so good, and vice versa. But as a spiritual being having a very human experience, at some point in time, we can guarantee this and almost come to expect it, even welcome it. It's a jungle out there, and I mean that literally. If you are randomly walking through a forest, you can expect to bump into a snake or a spider or bear, and it may not be a beautiful experience. That doesn't mean life was out to get you or to ruin your human experience, just as much as when you happen to smash into another car because you were texting and driving. Yeah, I see you. And not paying attention. Life wasn't out to get that driver that you have now just impacted in a way that doesn't feel so beautiful to him or her. The point is, life is just happening. Everyone is at a different stage of awareness, different vibration, emotional reaction, or emotional response. And moment to moment, all of that is shifting. You can't take it personally. Well, I take that back. Within a victim mindset, it is very easy to take that personally and make many debilitating assumptions about it. But it isn't wise or within your best interest. Use what happens for you rather than allowing yourself to be used by what you perceive is happening to you. My favorite story is the mother who lost her child to a drunk driver and started mad. Mothers against drunk driving. One might ask, how did that happen for her? And the answer is actually quite simple. It was an opportunity that she received in her experience to be victimized by the event that took place or to commemorate her child by raising awareness and lobbying on the behalf of others, strangers actually, that she hadn't even met yet. So not only did it happen for her, but it happened for all of us as well. So much legislation has been changed around drunk driving and so many stricter rules and penalties and sentences have been enforced on violators in an effort to protect the public and well-being of others. She used what happened for her rather than allowing herself to be used by it. That is a power mindset, powering through whatever circumstances you face so you not only bring yourself healing, but to others as well. Use what you have been through to support others who are going through it or have been through it too. Show them how to stand in it, rise above it, and to go through it. The only way out is through. And when you are standing on the other side, you can show others what you look like, what you grew through. That's a different kind of confidence because it only appears impossible until it is done. And you, my friend, you have the will, power, and determination to do it. My Enduring Wisdom family, always Remember, the only way out is through and through. Namaste.
Thank you for listening to the Enduring Wisdom Podcast. We hope you end each episode one step closer to your authentic self. This world needs you, the authentic you. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you will, share this message. For more Enduring Wisdom, visit facebook.com slash EnduringWisdom, on Twitter at EnduringWisdom underscore, and Instagram at EnduringWisdom underscore.